0: Welcome to Heart Show. It's like an art show, but with words and from the heart. I'm your host, Megan Headley, a multi-passionate artpreneur and wellpreneur, a healing artist in the healing arts, a wannabe stand-up comedian, a Chinese medicine-informed face reader and life coach, a craniosacral therapist, a network marketer, an art teacher, and a lover of the natural world. If you too don't quite fit into a box or have your feet in more than one world, if you love creativity, holistic wellness, business, relationships, nature, and well, everything in between, then this podcast is for you. It is my passion to inspire others to embrace who they truly are, to turn their dream life into a reality, and to live straight from the heart. Let's begin. Hello there, kind listeners, and thank you for tuning in. I was sitting outside doing a little bit of writing, which I will admit has not been my most um, committed practice lately. I typically have a devotion to writing a little bit every morning, and sometimes in seasons of transition, which I'm in right now, a pretty big season of change, my creativity is flowing, but differently. So lately, writing has not really been my thing. Uh, but so I was sitting out here doing a little bit of writing, and uh, that felt kind of like I was pushing to do the writing, but I did a bit. I, I tend to do a practice where, especially it's the last day of March, and I really enjoy doing a practice where I look back at the good things that happened in the month of March, just some gratitudes and kind of helps you realize, especially when you're entrep- when you're an entrepreneur and... You know, you don't really have a boss necessarily telling you what's going on all the time. It's really good to see what did happen. And I noticed that when you write down the things that did happen in the positive, uh, not necessarily financial, but just things that happened, like, um, for example, launching this podcast or uh, getting some clients or, you know, having a nice trip to see my family in California, these types of things that are really positive, when you shift and write those down in a reflective way and it can literally just be listing them it doesn't even have to be reflective which like I said right now my reflection is not like at its highest (laughs) I don't know if it's laziness or just like an energy that doesn't totally feel like uh, writing but anyway just making a list of the good things that came and it goes immediately from an energy of like a void or offness to an energy of fullness and aliveness and that is so much of why I love that practice and I noticed that as soon as I wrote down about four or five things my mood had already shifted and I I then started doing some visioning for what I like what I would like to see happen into the future and I always find that when the month changes Again, it's March 31st. Tomorrow, I believe, is April 1st, if I'm correct. Pretty sure it would follow March 31st. (laughs) Uh, I think it's a very ripe time, a very fertile time to do a little bit of writing when a month ends and a new one begins because it both allows you to do reflective work and visioning work. And I know that, again, as an entrepreneur, something that always is powerful for me is the beginning of a month because you can see this potential you can feel potential and the beauty of running your own businesses amidst the things that are also more challenging but the, the beauty of running your own business is that things really can flow in a almost what's the word uh there we go uh like a quantum leap things can take quantum leaps They can also be stagnant for a while, but there's always the potential of something big happening each day. And that's what I love about running my own businesses. It's what keeps me going. And uh, because I'm a huge, huge dreamer, I've got to have the room for the big dreams. And it doesn't mean that there can't be a stable income there or a job happening at the same time that you are building your own businesses. Because sometimes that is very very helpful and it also like relaxes the energy around money sometimes but however you structure your own dream building whether it's through entrepreneurship or having another job and having big dreams I just find that the beginning of the month is like really really ripe I think that's a funny word but (laughs) it's really ripe and so yeah uh, anyway I sat down to do a little bit of writing very brief like I said gratitude and some visioning and this is the coolest thing. I walked inside, and I wasn't sitting with my phone. My phone was charging, and I, which is another good tip, is when you are doing the writing exercise to have your phone away so you can really have that uh, clean energy with just you and whatever you're working on creating. Unless it's playing music. Now that is a thing that is great to have the phone nearby for. But uh, let's get back to the point. The point is, I recently advertised... Uh, I am so sorry. I literally got taken aback by this huge bird. I'm I'm recording outside as you can hear the wind and the birds. I'm hoping that a bee doesn't show up because bees really make me run. But <laughs> this beautiful bird flying above me. I can't tell what it is. In any case, uh let me take a step back here before I tell you that little story. So I as I was writing, I realized I think that this is the perfect time to record the episode I've been waiting to record on some tips around visioning. So it was just kind of the perfect segue because this is what happened. Uh, I was sitting there and I did just the tiniest bit of vision work. I am going to California for a little bit this summer to spend time with family. And I decided because often when I'm in California, I love being with my family a bunch, but I like to have like a real... I also really like to have things to do, and since I don't have my studio there, it's a little harder for me to just jump into painting all the time and like in that way, and I do have my online business and my sales job and different things that I do that I take with me wherever I go, but uh, I liked, I, I was feeling the pull, and it truly came over me as an inspiration about three weeks ago, I think, maybe three or four weeks ago, but I was feeling the pull to offer art classes to little kids. And then that extended into also really being open to offering art classes to any age. But the idea being that I just love working with little kids in that creative space. So I recently started advertising these in kind of a low-key way, just putting the feelers out there. I have a lot of mom friends in California, my sisters, uh, different friends of mine that have little ones. And then I started advertising wine nights as well for women, like creativity art uh, wine nights for women and these types of things. But it was very, it's been very casual. I've not been pushing. And this is something I will talk about throughout my experience as being an entrepreneur is sharing things when you're feeling inspired is really important, but also sharing things not out of a desperation, not out of a scarcity, but out of a place where you feel a lot of potential. And so I've been very cognizant of that as I've advertised for this art thing. And I've worked with visioning which is why I'm going to talk about this today as to how I want this to happen and to have a really I'm really working on having a soft energy around it. One of my coaches uh, reminded me and it was actually when I was working to make a big art sale in LA uh, in uh, actually was last July and she's a wonderful coach in fact uh I'm sure I'm going to have her on the podcast at one point because she's kind of the main reason why I started a podcast because her podcast was so, so influential for me. But let's bring it back. Uh, But she was helping me. Hold on, we got a big windstorm here. Okay, the windstorm passed. I, I really love the energy of recording these podcasts out in the open air out here in New Mexico on the ranch. But as you can hear... It comes with uh, some sounds of nature <laughs> and it's much cleaner to record these inside but I'm going to give it a go for a little bit longer. Uh, it has been known to be extremely windy in the spring in Santa Fe and last night I really I felt like I was underwater it was so windy it was wild but let's let's continue. So what I was telling you was about my I have a few things I'm telling you I'm telling you about my morning writing and then how that kind of led to me wanting to do some visioning and a cool thing that happened but first I am a uh, sharing a little story about my coach, her name is Stepanka, and I will leave her information in the description because she's really, really incredible. She's a hypnotherapy coach and has just honestly uh, been one of the many assets of my life, one of the catalysts for change in my life that's just, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it. When you find a good coach, you know. (laughs) So in any case, um, this is going back a little bit. And I was in July, I was, uh, so I'm talking about the energy of when you put out a new offer and in your own business, and you want to have that like good energy around not being out of desperation, but also being hopeful. And I had the LA, the Los Angeles art show is a big, big international art fair that I've been a part of a few times now. And I was going there in July for my, for the show and I had a very big piece in the show and of course it's I, you, basically because it's a big art fair you typically only have room for one or two pieces depending on the size wall that you get because you're basically a part of a gallery within a big fair of lots of galleries and so you have to be kind of decisive about what piece you want in the show. I had this very big linen painting which I called Desert Divinations and it was a very special painting for many reasons. I did hand stitching. I just, uh, it was, I painted it over the month of July before I got to California. I, I put a lot of heart into that piece and was very excited to see what would happen. But the thing that we do as humans is we try to prepare ourselves for the worst. And so there was this combination of energy I was feeling of being like very excited for a sale to happen or just whatever connections could be made because a lot of times you you might make a connection that might not result in a sale directly but maybe it'll result in something else and that's something that happens a lot in life I think when we are pursuing our dreams or just actually any day in life you never know what connections will will bring you even if the connection doesn't result in like something immediate and that's why I'm so keen on building a big network both both to be a to give and to receive, you know, and another little side note here, which I learned from another mentor of mine who I work for, um, W. Cardos. He is the mentor of mine in my network marketing business. And he always talks about being a go giver instead of a go getter. And that's a very powerful, another very powerful shift. So why I say building a big network is important is actually approaching it with the energy of how can I be giving and usually from that energy, goodness is just happening all around. Uh, Okay, but let's bring it back. So I was approaching this big art sale and something that happened was in the past, as art sales go, you know, sometimes they don't happen. (laughs) Oftentimes they don't happen and oftentimes they do. And so you build up a little bit of a wall to protect yourself around not being let down if something doesn't happen. And I was talking to this, uh, my coach and I were voice noting, Stepanka, and I was talking to her about this experience I have with art shows where I want to be hopeful, but I don't want to be let down. And I want to protect myself from hurt, kind of like a relationship. You know, you may not want to open up to love because you know how it can hurt when you lose love. And that's kind of the same experience with sales if you get too attached. But she really helped me, really, really helped me with this concept that you can hold awareness, like you you can, you can protect yourself, like, of course, you can always do whatever you naturally feel but you can both hold expectation, positive expectation, positive hope for what might happen. For example, let's say I was holding the hope that this big piece would sell, while also being open to the experience and not being attached. And that's hard to put words to, but it was a shift that I made thanks to Stepanka and being able to walk into the art show with a very hopeful energy. She, she basically gave me the permission to be excited about a sale rather than protective that it wouldn't happen. And when I, could ha- when I had that permission to be truly excited about this huge potential of making a connection, making a sale, everything relaxed within me, and I was able to so enjoy the experience of the art show. You're there for five days, and it requires uh, quite a bit of energy to be there. And so there's definitely times where it dipped here and there. Naturally, it's kind of an all-day affair for five days. But I was able to tap in pretty easily to that feeling of potential of what could happen. While at the same time, knowing that I could also, like, just be open to anything happening without being attached to any of it. And this is, it takes time, it takes skill, it takes mindset work, Uh, but I... Anyway, I, why I brought that story up, uh, and then I will say, this will be probably another whole story in itself, but for a different time. But what I will say is that piece did sell. And the moment that it, that it, I met the patron was very powerful because I had really released something, and I actually was walking around the big show, and I felt this inner voice that said, you need to walk back to the to where your painting is. I walked back, and there was this patron and his friend looking at my painting. And in that moment, I knew that it was about to happen. And it was very, very, uh, I would say enchanted (laughs) where I tuned into myself. Thank you to this new energy of being open to anything happening. I tuned into something deeper. I would say like a spiritual thing happened there. I heard a voice that said, walk back to your painting. And I walked back and I met the patron who bought my painting uh, within a couple weeks. Obviously we had to, it took a minute for him to actually buy just because um, it was a really big piece. We had to see if it fit in his space and all that. But, uh, yeah, it was incredible. And it taught me a lot about releasing this tight hold on what you're dreaming of, but also not having to protect it out of fear and protect yourself out of worst-case scenario energy. Okay, (laughs) so I'm going to now bring it back to what I was saying about what I was doing this morning in my writing exercise and then what happened. So, like I said, I was sitting there doing some writing, some visioning. My phone was not with me. And I had visioned about these art classes, so I'm offering these art classes to basically all ages in California for the month of June. And at my, uh, yeah, and but I've been really open with the energy around it, thanks to this experience I'm talking about with the art sale. Being able to be hopeful to all possibilities, but also knowing that the right thing will happen. You know, saying like it's totally okay if I only have a few kids because I teach that I'm teaching. Because if that's the case, like that's perfect. If I have a lot of kids, well, I have room for that too. Uh, Teaching, not actually me having kids, (laughs) though. I would like to have a child at some point, but that's besides the point. Uh, What I'm talking about is my students, and um, I've been keeping a pretty good energy around it. But in this moment, I was doing a little writing this morning, like less than an hour ago, and I wrote down, you know, what I would like to see happening for this summer in my art classes. And then I kind of let it go. I walked inside filled up my water cup. And I looked at my phone and out of nowhere, I had received a payment for a sign up for art classes from a person I don't even know. Uh, It's through word of mouth. And I almost started crying. uh, Happy tears, of course, because it was so crazy. Uh, And this is how visioning works. This is why I really, really want to share with you the power of visioning. I didn't have, like, I was in an okay mood when I woke up this morning, but I was a little uninspired. I was kind of taking the day slow and letting myself be, to be honest, I watched a couple TV shows in bed, which is very unusual for me in the morning. It's not really my go-to thing, but I just was in that energy. I've had things every day this week in the morning, and this morning I wanted to, like, totally just veg out, but that didn't stir the most creative energy, and... Uh, although it was good, I think it was exactly what I needed, but I had a slow start mentally, and there I was, like slowly starting the day, sitting outside with some coffee, getting ready to I uh, have a couple of sales calls this afternoon for my um sales job, which i 'll tell you about at some point here, and I just wanted to have a pretty slow morning to really get into the the good mental space something about sales is, and any of this stuff that I'm talking about around sales and expectation with business is how important your mental space and your mindset is. It makes a big difference. makes a very big difference about what comes your way or what might hold off. So I just think it's quite crazy that I was sitting down doing a little bit of visioning writing, very, very little, like seriously, it was minimal, minimal visioning writing that I did about what I'd like to see happen for these art classes. And then I opened up my phone, and voila, out of nowhere, seemingly, uh, a mother had signed her her kids up for some classes this summer. And I've had a couple other sign-ups, so it's definitely happening. Like, people are super interested, and it's it's also a couple months early. I advertised a little bit early. Uh, but the point being that that is the gift of visioning. Like, I don't know, you know, it's it's just it's just super powerful. So here we go. I'm going to tell you about what I've learned about visioning, and I'll see what I can cover in this episode to give you a couple takeaways, some tips, and some ways to approach your visioning work for all that you are visioning for your beautiful life. And from there, we will we'll see how far I get. In order to share with you some of my biggest visioning tips, I do believe that everything is more powerful with the story and as you can tell if you've listened to a few of my episodes at this point I'm Irish and I'm all about a story sometimes a long story that doesn't uh, have nice beautiful bow uh, nice beautiful bow to tie it up <laughs> and yet storytelling is what resonates with me so I'm gonna tell you some stories specifically one main story about one of my most powerful visioning seasons and the tips that I'm going to give you the tip of how this all happened. If you're in the entrepreneurial world, world, you've most likely heard of all these different types of words around visioning, future visioning, future pacing, but you don't have to be in the entrepreneurial world to utilize these, these tips. And isn't it beautiful to have goals? I, one of the things I like to do with anything I do, whether it's an in-person client through Cranial sacral, or people that work with me in my network marketing business or my coaching clients, face-reading clients, and just life in general, <laughs> is to help people dream as big as possible. Dreaming big for myself is just what keeps me going. Like, I am just a person that's got to have room for the big dreams. That can be hard sometimes for a person that may not be... Uh, let's say, for example, that you're dating someone in your life and that may not be... We all think of dreams differently. Here's what I'll say. Sometimes I'm such a dreamer that I can... Uh, I'm also a manifester in human design. And sometimes the way that I approach my very creative dreaming mind is I get so excited and I might share it with my partner. And he is... We are very aligned in big dreams. Uh, but one thing is he may not be in this space when I'm sharing all these dreams... And when you are one that shares a lot of big dreams, it can um, it can almost scare the other person. And I do think that's the whole... I, I would like to do some conversations around relationships and how to have these big dreams in partnership. Chris and I actually have agreed that we'd like to do a podcast on that. Uh, but anyway, however that part works out, I think having room for the big dreams is very, very important and to really feel them within yourself. So... I'm going to tell you what happened to me the summer before we moved to New Mexico, and this was utilizing a future visioning exercise. So several months before moving to New Mexico, I had uh, started my online network marketing business, and this is where I sell my hydration machines. I'm happy to share. You know, any questions you have about that business, you can reach out to me. But What is great about anytime you're in some sort of entrepreneurial community is it's pretty transformative, life-changing. There's lots of opportunity, especially in network marketing businesses, I would say. There's a very inspiring group of people and oftentimes leaders that are encouraging you to dream big, which is exactly like my, my people, right? So I joined my business in February 2020. And at the same time, I joined some training platforms where there was a 90-day mastermind that I could follow. But in order to follow the 90-day mastermind and in order to not be booted from the mastermind, you had to do the activities each week, even if they made you uncomfortable. And I probably started that mastermind, I'm a little bit confused on the start date, but I want to say it was May, possibly June. You know what? It was June because I think it was June, July, and August as the 90-day mastermind. And one part of the 90-day mastermind was to do this future visioning exercise. So I knew that we were moving to New Mexico. And, you know, I didn't quite know the details. But what the mastermind inspired me to do was to write down uh, the vision I had. Okay, I'm sorry. I just correct myself. The mastermind... Oh, my gosh. If you hear a background noise, it's the train. Oh, wow. Actually, is that a train or a helicopter? It's a train. (laughs) Living out in the country. I'm one of those people that you pass on the train and wave to in the country. But part of this visioning exercise was... that That's right. It ended in September. So I'm going to say that the mastermind went from mid-June through September. Something like this. And September 9th was the day. Happy birthday, mom. That's my mom's birthday. That the mastermind ended. And so part of it was... Getting into a mental space where you, in a heart space, I would say as well, where you feel into what you wanted to see for yourself on September 9th. So part of my tip to you is to give yourself a date. I'm just going to use the same model for you just because it worked so well for me. And I'll say, pick a date. Well, hello again. I clearly got a little bit lost in the end there with the train passing and uh, I suddenly had to go. It's now six o'clock in the evening and instead of a cup of coffee next to me, I have a little bit of rosé in a glass. <laughs> Not too much of it because I need to focus on what I'm saying and I am sitting uh, a, a little bit away from my fireplace because it would be too loud and crackly. I'm going to build a fire after I finish this, but I, uh, something I don't like doing is when I'm in the creative flow, having to stop and come back to it. And yet, this is what happened today, based on my schedule, I had started recording and then um, before I knew it, time had passed a little too quickly and I had to um, do a couple sales calls and then here I am, but here's the thing, I'm excited. This is the beauty of podcasting, She you can actually start and stop and um, edit, though I don't like to do too much editing, mostly because I'm just kind of not in the mood, Okay, but I want to get back to the real heart of what this podcast is about, or this episode is about, and I was very close to getting to the core of it before I shut down earlier today, and it is the visioning conversation. So where I left off was telling you to pick a date three months from now, which as I had gotten hung up on would be, let's see, April 31st or April 30th, I guess, so let's just use the, <clears throat> the first of a month instead. So we have June 1st, July 1st, August 1st. So we're going to say, um, oh, May 1st. Okay. Someone needs some help with months here. Let's go with July 1st. That's a good one. We're going to start. What I'm going to tell you, and this is what has worked out for me, is when you have some time, do a little writing exercise you're going to think about what you would like to see in your life by July 1st of this year. So that's three months away. And with that, what it's called is future visioning or future pacing. And you're going to talk about July 1st as if it's the present, so as if it's now. For example, I'm going to give kind of a funny one here. Let's say I will... Well, I don't even, I can't think on the spot right now how to be funny. So uh, let's say it's like a painting. For me, I'll, I'll use art as an example. What I'm going to say for my visioning tactic is to say, to write down, it is July 1st and I have sold a $6,000 painting. So you see what I did there? It is spoken, the future is spoken about in present tense. And so now knowing that that's kind of the tactic for this visioning that was extremely effective for me, I am going to tell you the story of when this was very, very powerful for me. And then um, I'll go back and give you some more specifics about how you can make it work for you. So while I was in this 90-day mastermind, as I spoke about, and at the time it was 2020 and it was the date that I had chose, like I said, was September 9th, September 9th, 2020. And we were in the middle of a big move from New Mex- or sorry, from Oregon to New Mexico, and I didn't have all the answers as to what we'd be doing in New Mexico necessarily, how we would make money, and I mean, I knew my I wanted my online business to grow and that type of thing and art sales, but I hadn't, um, you know, figured out all the details. We hadn't found a house or anything, so this is what I did. I believe it was four things. And every single morning, I am probably skipped a few days, but almost every morning from the beginning of this mastermind that was going to be three, three months long and end in September, I wrote down my vision. So I'll tell you what I wrote down. I wrote down, it is September 9th and I live in an adobe home in the country. You may not know what an adobe home is, but it's this beautiful Mexican-Spanish-native combo way of building a home. It's beautiful New Mexico style. It's just everywhere in New Mexico. And both Chris and myself had dreamed of living in an adobe home. So that was a very strong vision. The second part of that, there's kind of a two-part, was living in an adobe home in the country. So I didn't know if it was going to be outside of Santa Fe. I didn't know if it was going to be outside of Taos, possibly even Albuquerque. I didn't, it didn't really, that part wasn't clear to me. The clearer part was that I wanted it to be a little bit in the country because I had gone living in the city and I really just wanted to live somewhere with space. And sorry, so much of New Mexico is about the land. Um, very often Chris and I both say that while we enjoy the people here, we actually are more here for the connection to the land. The land out here is just very powerful. As I've mentioned before, it is, uh, it's, a, it's a truly spiritual land. And so we were drawn to the land. So for me, living in the country was a very big vision that I had. So the first part was, it is September 1st. I am living in an adobe home in the country. Now, the second part was a financial goal. I wanted to have a $10,000 month by September uh, 9th. So, I said, it is September 9th and I have had a $10,000 month. So that was part of it. I also wanted to have a big sale in my direct sales business and in sorry, direct sales network marketing, it's kind of the same thing. I am just using those words interchangeably. But And I do high ticket direct sales, so it's not um, low ticket, it's a high ticket, meaning um, three, at least three figures, four figures, around four figures, uh, usually depending on what someone's buying. And so I had written, it is September 9th, and I have had, at the time I hadn't had a sale yet in my business, so I wrote down, um, and I have had my first sale to an amazing teammate. The third thing I wrote was, it is September 9th, and Chris, my partner, has a wonderful job in acupuncture. Okay, so those are the four things I wrote. I'll go through them again just so you can get kind of used to the pattern of how to do this visioning work. Again, this was June when I started this visioning, and I would daily write down these four things. I believe there was a fifth. I just, I'm sorry, I can't think of it, but it's less important. It was, it is September 9th. I live in an Adobe home in the country. It is September 9th, and I have had a $10,000 month. It is September 9th, and I have made my first direct sales uh, sale. <laughs> it is September 9th, and my partner Chris has a job in acupuncture. And I mean, you can just imagine how many other types of things you can say. Maybe it's not always like a thing. It could be like, it is September 9th and everything is flowing to me with ease. It is September 9th and I've had a beautiful summer. You know, these types of things. It can be uh, specific or not. And I really, there are some different beliefs on visioning as far as how specific to be and how open to be. Some of it depends on your personality type. Because there are certain personality types, uh, and I think it has more to do with like human design, if you know about human design. But there are certain personality types that are better with open visions, open-ended goals. And there are certain personality types that are going to thrive more with very, very specific goals. I would say I, I personally like to experiment with a mix because sometimes it just feels better to keep it more open for me. And other times, like For example, when it comes more to like a financial number, I like to be really pretty specific. Um, And that's something that you can start playing with as you do this exercise. So let me tell you what happened. So I remember doing this daily thing. And a big, big part of doing this daily visioning activity is you've got to feel it. Again, that's going to come to people in different ways. For some people, it may be that you're not feeling the potential of this at all. Like your vision just really doesn't feel like it's going to happen. But just by writing it down, you are then in that moment able to to feel it like after you've written it down. For some people, you might want to do like sit down and do a little ritual. Maybe you have like a cup of cacao or a cup of coffee or you do a little bit of a reading before out of one of your inspiring books. Sometimes reading something from like the classic Think and Grow Rich, or whether it's like um, if you're into oracle cards or into something like more Christian, whatever it is for you. And if you're not like a super spiritual person, that's okay too. It, it doesn't have to be that. But some sort of um, creating a space to do the visioning work. And creating a space can involve like actually creating this like beautiful altar type space, or it can just be sitting in the same chair every day. Um, At the time I was traveling quite a bit. I remember when I first started this activity and it was June and I was up in Idaho delivering some art. And I was, I remember this very specifically because I was sitting in an Airbnb with my dog, Bet, and I was about to run out the house and I said, you've got to do your visioning work for the day. So I, I just remember sitting down and doing the visioning work. For some reason, that particular place really stuck with me. I don't know. It must have been a good like ritual space for me. But you've got to find a way to really feel it. Basically, to really feel the vision within your body, within your bones, like down to the bone. And you're going to find that when you're starting this, again, it may not be something that you feel to that level. So you've got to be open to... It taking a little bit of of time, but I'm going to tell you what happened for me was that I devoted probably, like I said, almost every day to writing this vision down. It didn't take more than five minutes, you know, really, because it would require just sitting down, tuning in a little bit to myself, feeling into it, and then writing it down. And then I would repeat it to myself. I'd write it down, and then I would read it out loud to myself. So I'm going to tell you it again, just so you get the sense of what this would be like for you. It is September 9th, and I have, and I live in an adobe home in the country. It is September 9th, and I have had a $10,000 month. It is September 9th, and I have made my first sale in my direct sales business. It is September 9th, and my partner Chris has a job in acupuncture. So that is what it sounds like. And you've got to really feel into it. But what I find is saying things in the present tense actually can make you, can be the part that makes you feel it. It's like really powerful because you're kind of transplanting yourself into the future and acting like it's real. And the mind is so, so powerful And I think in this season of life, a lot of this visioning work was pretty new for me, like to this type of visioning work. And when something is new, it actually can be even more powerful versus, I'm going to be honest, where I'm at now, I'm two years past that first initial type of visioning work. And uh, it can take a little bit more for me to get into it depending on the day, just because sometimes when you get used to a certain practice, You've got to like spice it up. You've got to keep it exciting or, you know, there's just ways that we get into habits in a bad way and ways that we get into habits in a good way. But when it's brand new, it can be very, very potent. And I think in that season of life, you know, I had, I've had i shared in other episodes, that was just like six months into me being full-time, you know, artpreneur and wellpreneur, full-time believing in my dreams, full-time out of school and just into my own schedule And I was so open. My energy was very, very open and receptive to gifts from the universe, from God. And so, therefore, the visioning work was very powerful because of that. So this is what happened. We took that trip that I've explained at the end of July to New Mexico to really see where we wanted to live. I told this story in the first episode, so I won't get too into it. But guess what we found on that trip without even meaning to find? And again, every day, even while in my New Mexico trip, we, I was writing down my vision. Well, we found a home on a horse ranch in the country, an adobe home in the country. And that happened. Okay, so I got back from the New Mexico trip, and it was August I made two big art sales, totaling $9,000, and between the other work that I did, I then made $10,000. I believe it was almost exact to be a $10,000 month. I hadn't had a $10,000, well, that's not true. I had one other $10,000 a month prior based on some other things I was doing, but I literally had my first, like, that I can truly recall, $10,000 a month from my own earnings in business. Then, in September, my partner, Chris, while we were actually in Taos, New Mexico, in that month, which was also an adobe home in the country of Taos, because our first month in New Mexico, we lived in Taos, and then we moved to our horse ranch home in October. Um, So during that month, Chris and I were driving, we were on a little, um, little road trip up to Colorado, and chris got a call from the southwest acupuncture college that they wanted a teacher so while it didn't happen exactly like i like i said you know the job wasn't starting till january what did happen was that chris got a job in acupuncture in his field teaching at the university which was actually even a more profound vision than we had thought because we thought maybe he would just be a teacher's assistant or something going to this new school so it's pretty incredible that the first job was um, his was actually a professor of acupuncture. And the fourth thing was it was September was um, in my vision was it is September 9th, and I've had um, my first sale in direct sales. Now, what I'll say about this: another thing that didn't happen exactly, but happened almost, was that I did that month get a very strong lead. In my business, and the next month she bought. So, why I tell you the truth there, <laughs> where I say two of them happened to a T, like exact, the vision of living in the country and the ten thousand dollar month. The other one happened almost accurately, and the third one or the fourth one happened almost accurately. Am I disappointed in that? Not at all, because any time that we do visioning work. There's also an element of co-creation with the universe or God, or whoever you'd like to call in that, sen- in that sentence. And you've got to be open to that reality when you're doing this type of visioning work. It's actually kind of similar to what I was talking about earlier with the sales, the art sale that I was trying to make um, at that big show that my coach had helped me with, where you're putting out the hope and the, the kind of excited expectation that a, that a sale could happen like I did. And then at the same time though, you're not attached. You are just in a very open expansive energy. And this is something that is super important with the visioning work too. And this, this actually came up with a client on a sales call recently where she said she was afraid to have too big of a vision because she didn't want to be let down and she didn't want to be disappointed. And this is a very important part to identify when you're doing the visioning work. It's totally okay to feel that, and at the same time, again, I'll go back to letting yourself feel it. Let it or sorry, let yourself feel the potential. Let yourself feel into the true potential of what you really want to happen, and then at the same time, be like, okay, I'm extremely open to it happening how it's supposed to, because sometimes something greater than me, more often than not, something greater than me has a plan that I can't even see. And when you're really, really tuned in, and I think that year I was very tuned in to my kind of aligned path. And so therefore my visions became true almost exactly. But there have been other times where, since then, where maybe the vision hasn't come exactly true. And I actually think I did my second big episode on this. How do you handle when a vision just kind of falls flat, right? (laughs) And, There are a lot of techniques in order to handle that with kind of faith and trust and seeing that life will will really carry you through. Because I've had so so many positive results with my visioning um, techniques, when something doesn't happen for me, I actually have a very profound trust that it's truly for a reason. And there's something happening in my life right now, in fact, that I had done a lot of visioning work for and uh, got the news that it's not going to happen that way and that was a little bit challenging it definitely challenged me because I thought this is really interesting I I really really believed that this was going to happen but it didn't and it's not going to happen that way and then I after I suffered I would say suffered for sure through a little bit of that sadness around it not happening in fact I really I stepped into a place of profound faith in the process and said, this is going to happen in a better way than I can even imagine. So that's, that is something really important to hold on to when you're doing the vision work. I'm going to have a sip of water. <laughs> that was water, not wine. So the first activity, like I said, is I want you, after you listen to this episode, when you're feeling inspired, to try this out. I'm going to give you a few ideas for things that you can envision. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe you don't have a relationship and you truly want a relationship. And so let's test it out. It is July 1st and I have met a wonderful partner. It can be another financial goal. It can be, maybe it's not a business thing. Maybe it's something with a friendship. It is July 1st, and my best friend and I took a fantastic trip. It is July 1st, and I received some really good news. You can even keep it like that. You know, if you're more open to the open side of things, like you want to stay in the open side of things, you can keep it in that way where it says, it is September 1st, or sorry, I keep switching dates on us. Let's go back to July 1st. It is July 1st, and I received some very good news. It is July 1st, and one of my dreams has come true. It is July 1st, and I have found the most wonderful house to live in. It is July 1st, and I'm having a fantastic day. You can see the breadth and the kind of ways that you can frame this, but the biggest thing is that you allow yourself the room to dream big and that you allow yourself to write down the dream even if it feels outrageous. Maybe you are like, yeah, how the heck am I going to have a $20,000 month? Maybe that's just, you don't even know the business yet to achieve that. You don't have any way that you think you can achieve that. Okay, who cares? Let yourself believe in it. And again, I think I could do like a lot of disclaimers here, but because we're all adults, well, most likely you're an adult, and we can take care of our own emotions, I'm going to be careful for myself not to try to protect you all from visions, um, not to try to go into that protector Meg that says, oh my gosh, I'm going to have all these people dreaming really big visions, and then nothing's going to happen, and they're going to go, Megan, that's a bogus technique, and you're going be, to all be mad at me. <laughs> But again, I'm going to fall back on the trust that there is co-creation. So if you're really tuning in to a goal that you have, however big or small, if it doesn't come true in this time frame that you're working with, again, like it's happened for me, it's because there is uh, truly a better way for it to occur. Now, with that visioning technique, I want to... There's a whole nother uh, technique that is around goal setting, but I just actually, just in this moment, I actually decided I'm going to hold that off for another episode because I think just giving this one technique is plenty. And I want to tell you that you can play with whatever date you can, you can even say two years from now, you can feel how potent it feels. If you put it like a month out, sometimes I'll just do visioning for a month or if you put it two years out. And then you can also go to these different levels with it where you go into five years or 10 years. Play with it. Just be creative and have it work for a way that works, like that really resonates with you. That's very important. And one additional technique that you can do here that complements this one. Let's say you've written down your visions and you're working on feeling into them. I'm going to give you a technique that I learned from a therapist a long time ago, which is locking something into your heart. So what you can do is read out your visions. Let's give a, another vision for myself, uh, like a real one that I have. Let's see. So in May, I'm going to be for doing one more intensive in Florida. It's a three-week intensive, a Chinese medicine intensive. So I'm going to say... For me, you know, let's see, it is May 1st, and I'm, well, let's see, sorry, it is, I'm going to actually be honest here, so I'm going to say it is May 6th, and I've received wonderful news in Florida. Let's just say that, okay. When you say whatever your vision is, however specific or or broad, more than likely, your vision is going to make you feel pretty good. And then you're going to probably have the other part of your brain that says, that's not possible, it's not going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's probably going to happen at some point in this technique and just bring it back. How do you bring it back? One of the ways is to put your hand like out in front of you and then pull it in over your heart. And you're going to say your vision while your hand is on your heart. And you're going to hold your hand there for at least 17 seconds. Why 17 seconds? 17 seconds, I learned, is kind of the, the time that you need to shift your energy. It's about the time that if you do an affirmation or you try to feel into something, some better feeling, that is about the time that will actually lock it in. So if you lock your vision in by putting your hand on your heart, that hand on your heart technique is going to actually be held by your body's memory. And every time you put your hand on your heart in that, you know, from that point on, you're going to feel the good feelings that come with that moment of really powerful visioning. So that is one technique. And furthering the hand on your heart technique, it doesn't have to be a visioning thing. I had this when it, when my therapist had me, um, I was going through kind of a sad moment in life and I had my therapist help me with this. And she said, uh, again, this wasn't related to visioning. She said, let's think about one of your favorite memories, like a memory where you just felt, True, true happiness, like absolute joy, happiness, love, whatever. Truly pure energy. And I had a vision. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what it is. I was up on my favorite hike in uh, Eastern Washington called Kamiak. It's Kamiak Butte, and I was with a very good friend of mine, and we were sitting there on the top of this beautiful hike, and that was my memory. It was a memory of just feeling really content. Uh, I don't know. It just came to me in that moment. It was a very content moment. So in her, in my session with her, I did the hand on my heart technique. I locked the vision or the vision. I locked the memory of happiness in. I did that. I believe in 2012, in the spring of 2012, it is now 10 years later, literally 2022. And I still will do that lock, uh, Put my hand on my heart and the good energy from that memory, which was 10 years ago, continues to center me and bring me back to earth, bring me back to my ground, bring me back to my center. So again, I like this. This is kind of a twofold thing. The vision piece and then locking the vision in with your hand on your heart or the, handing, the hand on your heart technique if you're maybe having a rough day or something and you want to feel into a time where you felt good. So that can work for many different, tact, many different things that you're working toward. But I, I mean, literally, this is, this is from a very powerful moment that lasted with me for 10 years and continues to last with me. Because now in my studies of Eastern and Chinese medicine and uh, everything I've learned with the mind-body connection, I know that our body truly does hold memory. So why not put the good memory into the body? Why not lock it in? Okay, that is, I believe, where I'm going to end the visioning, the visioning advice today. I know that I'm going to continue talking about visioning with you all because it has been one of my most profound experiences as an entrepreneur. It's been one of the um, my go-to tactics when I'm not feeling super in touch. And then when I am feeling super in touch, it's also a go-to tactic. And bringing it back to what happened this morning, you know, I wasn't feeling super in touch, but I did a little bit of visioning. Like I said, super minor visioning work. Like I said, you know, it is July whatever, and I have um, students in my art classes. And then, you know, I walked into my house, saw my phone, and I had had a sign up from someone anonymous. So it can work that fast. This is the exciting part about visioning. Sometimes, especially if you go for a big dream versus a small dream, the likelihood when you're going for that big dream, the likelihood of letting yourself dream as big as possible is that you're going to end up somewhere more in the middle. You're actually going to end up at least in the middle, if not all the way to the big dream versus if you keep it to something super small. If you only stay in that small dream space, well, the likelihood of you expanding past the small dream into the more medium space or the large space is less. So when you go and you let yourself have room for the biggest, biggest dreams, there's going to be a lot of magic that can happen. I'm going to give one little disclaimer here. Sometimes you're going to be in a place where the very big dreams don't feel tangible, like they feel almost painful. And that's something that you're going to have to monitor and kind of figure out, like, are you in the space where the big dream feels expansive or are you in a space where the big dream might feel a little bit painful because it just feels so, so far away? And that's when you can kind of dial it back and do it in a way that feels right to you. Do it in a way where you say you do go for the smaller dream and because that might feel really right for you in that moment. So again, these are just suggestions, tips, try them out. If it doesn't resonate, then that's totally fine. But if it does resonate, and if this technique works for you, I guess I won't know for another three months. <laughs> um, but I can't wait to hear how it goes for all of you listening. And I was really an honor to share this visioning te- technique with you and to share some of the parts of my life where it's really, really turned out. And I, you know, my vision... Well, <laughs> I didn't mean to use the word vision there. My mission is to help people believe in their big dreams and stay the course until they come true. This is something that I'm very passionate about helping others with, whether it's a client in person or online or my teammates in my direct sales business or my partner, my friends. It's something that is very meaningful to me because when I started to allow myself to dream big like really really allow myself man did things unfold man did i man (laughs) did i have some revelations or what and another cautionary tale is that when you're on this process you're gonna find people that want to bring that dream down so you've got to be very careful about who you share your dream with or your vision with it might be something that you have to keep to yourself could even have to do with your, maybe your partnership even like you may not just be on the same page with your partner you love your partner but you vision and dream differently maybe it's important that you keep it within yourself on the other hand you can have some powerful experiences of if you and your partner vision together for example chris and i had that happen when we were moving to new mexico something else that was very specific that we dreamed uh, that we wrote in our visioning technique in the present tense just like i talked about And uh, it was very bonding for us. It helped us both feel into that magic that we wanted to feel into as far as what we wanted to see come true in our time in New Mexico. And the other thing I will say is if you have a coach or a mentor or a therapist or a family member or a friend that you do feel comfortable sharing this with, it can also be very powerful to have two people hold your vision, yourself and that other person, Because then what's happening is you're putting that much more um, power. And we are very powerful people. Our minds are powerful. Our hearts are powerful. We don't always tune into our power, but it's there. And when you have more than one person holding the same vision, there is uh, some pretty profound things that can happen. So I'm excited for you to implement this. And I thank you so much for tuning in to, like I said, one of my favorite topics be gentle with yourselves, but also be excited and be, allow yourselves that expansive space to trust in all the things you have. The final thing I'm going to say, trust in all the things you have, what I mean is trust in all the beliefs and visions that you have. This is the, tan, uh, the segue here. The final thing I'm going to say is that you don't have those visions for zero reason. Your vision is not my vision, is not another another person's vision. It is your vision for a reason. It was planted within you for a reason. And in my opinion, it is our duty as human beings to live into those things that were planted within us. The more we can allow ourselves to actually embrace the visions, small or large, that we have, the more we're going to step into like our divine way, And in that divine way, the world becomes better. You become better. Those around you are inspired. Those around you become better. Uh, And then times when you're not feeling it, they're going to remember what your techniques, and then they're going to help you feel it. But it is our divine duty to live into our very unique visions that no one else has. They're so specific to us. And enter into that visioning space with a very open energy, but a trusting energy that if the thing happens, it's because it was meant to be. If the thing doesn't happen how you want or happens in a totally upside down way, that is because something much bigger is happening that was was inspired by your vision, that was a catalyst, that your vision was a catalyst for. And with that, I think I'm going to close it there and just say, I believe in you all. I believe in your dreams. And I'm so excited to hear how this exercise helps you step more into your powerful, powerful energy and your powerful, powerful dreams. Thank you. All right. And the last thing I'm going to say, because there's always one more thing, is what's going on for me in my life right now? If you wanted, if you found that technique helpful and you'd like to work with me further, I do have a couple one-on-one slots available either through for face readings where I do them in a one-on-one way where we can do a single session or multiple sessions. And I also have this summer just a couple spots for longer term coaching. And as well, you are always welcome to ask me about my direct sales business and we for anyone that is in my direct sales team, the coaching is uh, completely free. I just help them build their business and I mentor them. And as well, completely separate conversation, I've got art classes happening in California in June. I've got uh, cranial sacral sessions in my clinic in Santa Fe this month and I also have a very big art sale happening in the month of April, which starts tomorrow. And uh, thank you for all who have already inquired about it. It will be a very exciting, the biggest sale I've ever done. I'm just in a really, really generous mood that also has spring cleaning in mind because I feel some big art changes happening in my life and I want to just clear it out and have the art be enjoyed by more people more often. So if you've got questions about any of this, check out my information in the description. And uh, with that, I bid you well. Thank you for tuning in to Heart Show. If you liked this episode, please let me know, share with a friend, and leave a five-star rating if you so choose. To learn about further ways of working with me in art, wellness, or business, you're invited to click on my website or contact me with the info in the description. Wishing you a beautiful, creative, inspired day lived straight from the heart.